welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I am Dave Caius, along with our executive producer T-Bone and my co-host, world champion in pork in the Jack Daniels World Invitational, pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. We got a great guest coming up, a repeat guest, by the way. Uh, he is a butcher, um, a really interesting dude and, and a great background and talking about cuts of meat and so forth and some great products. David Bosca was going to be with us. He's from Wilston, Oklahoma. And you need to check out his website, butcherbbq.com. He's been seen on Barbecue Pitmasters Champion on Discovery Channel. And Andy's going to be talking about barbecuing on a budget. Why not? Because, let's face it, I, I got myself We're a... poor. I got a ribeye <laughs> the other day, and it was delicious, but man, it, it's, it's what I would have normally paid for in a restaurant... Two years Meat ago, prices are are high. Right and this now. is I took it home and I grilled it, and that's how much I paid for it. And Andy's going to show you how to grill up some cheap hot dogs to give it that same effect. <laughs> well, maybe we'll ask Dave about Oklahoma tenderloin. We could, but um, I'm not doing. I'm not doing. Um, what, what, what's what's the vegetarian hot dog? The tofu. Oh yeah, I tried one of those one time. Not, not doing it. Not doing it. Have you ever tried one of those? I haven't tried a tofu hot dog. I've had tofurkey I'm, before. How was that? Uh, you know. <laughs> T-Bone, that does says it all. I he mean, goes, uh, doesn't he? <laughs> if, if you turn it into crumbles, it actually makes an okay taco. Okay. Well, there, there's a, a place, uh, one of those places where you take the bowl up and then they cook it for you in front of it. One of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a Mongolian. Mongolian style, grill yeah. type thing. And and they have tofu there, and I like that grilled up there's, like that. There's actually there's a cookbook, and I can't say the name of it because it uses foul language. Okay, but they do a dry fried tofu, and literally it tells you to to press this tofu until it screams like a <laughs> like a dying animal, and it really does. It it hisses and screams at you when you're dry frying this tofu. But it was amazing. You did it with like a little Korean. Spin. It was. Hey, awesome. did you guys see this good housekeeping article online? Well, I think uh, I can speak for Andy and myself. We read good housekeeping on a regular basis, don't you, Andy? Cover to cover. Cover to cover. <laughs> okay, then then you should know this. It, it, the article's thirteen barbecue mistakes. Oh, and how to fix them. Oh, Dave, I'm going to give you a mistake. You're going to tell uh, me how to fix it. Good. <laughs> Watch, watch this. Don't worry. I'm, I'm softballing you. Okay. Andy's going to get the next one. Dave, number one mistake doing barbecue. You don't light the barbecue early enough. How do you fix that? You mean you don't heat up the grill or smoker early enough? You don't light the barbecue early enough. So you light it earlier. There you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We are just helping you in your own backyard. Hey, that wasn't a softball. That, that was like preschool question there. 
The real question <laughs> is, how long, how far ahead do you have to light it? I'm about 30 minutes. Whoa! There you go. See? No, really? he knew the answer. Yeah, really? I that mean, was I, the softball <laughs> that you were throwing him. And I just... That was a lucky guess that I was doing. That was it. it. Don't wait for your guests to show up to get started, as they'll be hanging around filling up on nibbles before the main event. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll also be... Uh, pretty hammered by the time <laughs> i don't know about that your house Andy. yeah well Andy. yes sir yes sir oh, uh give him a hard one let's another see. barbecue mistake let's see uh, we struggle. won't we won't cover them all but let's see him struggle you aren't pre-cooking when you should pre-cooking what well that's what i'm well, gonna I, ask you what what can you pre-cook and have it ready i don't i didn't know that i should pre-cook i guess that's that's a mistake that i was not aware of um I mean, are you talking like if I was going to bake bread or something and I need to like proof it in the pit? No, I'm, before? Thinking, I'm thinking wings, something you could pre-cook wings and then just warm them up when your guests get there. But uh, you do could. you really want to do that? Like, do you like warmed up wings? Dude, I'm just trying to help you okay, out. You're so obviously struggling here. The, the only thing it lists <laughs> is the only thing I've ever heard of, and that's sausage. Oh, uh, well... That's not really pre-cooking, though, because ideally what you do with sausage is you can either smoke it first and then put it in some type of a braise like a beer bath, or you beer bath it first and then put it over a hot grill to get that nice crispy skin. But neither of those things you want to do ahead, really, in my opinion. But Now, of course, if you're doing I am so- not good housekeeping, and <laughs> I, so I'll stand uh, corrected and say, well, sure, pre-cook your sausage. But also, if you're doing a brisket, I mean, you've got to start out, what, six, seven, eight hours ahead of time. Yeah, that's a long cook. That's a long cook, you know, but... Okay, here's mine. Uh, well, you're, you already know the answer, but go ahead. You're, you're, <laughs> well, actually, I knew the answer as soon as I saw it, because it happened to me. Okay. You're not seasoning properly. Uh, probably under seasoning. C- certainly, it's happened to somebody at some point or another. Um, yeah, and that was that was my main. Don't thing. you think more people under season more than they over season? I and I would say season, especially for something off the grill, season less at the beginning and more at the end. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can marinate or do whatever, but like a steak, don't over season the steak at the beginning. Just give it enough seasoning to take on a little flavor, and then give it that last little finishing. So, like, bump like when I used, end. like the other night, I did a ribeye, and yep. I, I I season it like I usually do, which is fairly heavy with with my rub. But I should do it lighter, and then when I'm about at the end, hit it again. Yeah. I, so what I would do, because a lot of times, especially if you're going to grill it a little hotter, your rub can burn. Okay. If you've got like hunks of garlic or anything in it, they could burn and get bitter. Um, so I usually go a little lighter on that front, and then when I'm done and I've sliced it to eat it, I just hit it with a little bit of finishing salt and make everything pop. I like it. Well, uh, T-Bone, I want you to hang on to the other nine things or ten things. Um, well, those were all winners. Well, I, this this is good discussion, so hang on to that because we have to move on to Ask Andy. But oh, Another question that I have to ask. Yes. <laughs> well, you can okay. use one of those. I'm going to do it. It's time now for our <laughs> Ask Andy, sponsored by our February Barbecue Sauce of the Month, Smoke on Wheels, 
pork marinade and injection. You get the 16-ounce bottle. This award-winning marinade will take your pork cuts to the next level. Smoke on wheels. Go ahead, T-Bone. Get it now. Get it now. Get online and get it now because this is the last show of February. Don't know what's going to happen to that stuff after this month. That's exactly That's right. right. Okay. <laughs> Andy. So I use my grill and my smoker for brisket, pork, chicken, and sausage. You know, main proteins. But I still feel like it's being underutilized. What might be my next step to get more bang for my buck? That's from Frank Isaias in New Mexico. So we heard chicken, pork, brisket, and... Sausage. Sausage. So I would say lamb is a great next option. And then, obviously, all of your vegetables you can cook on the grill, whether it's like peppers that you're going to roast off or cauliflower that you slice and cook as a steak, like a cauliflower steak. Can I chime in with a quick question? You can. About vegetables, because I was thinking about it the other day. Howard Stern is a vegetarian. And if you're a vegetarian, but you have friends over and you cook meat, should you have two different grills? Like one just for vegetarian, for people who don't want their grill to touch meat? So there's probably a little difference between somebody that says, I don't want anything to have ever touched where meat was. And like you're cooking off all of the fats and everything when you're grilling, right? So I usually have a separate pan, though. I'll have a vegetable pan that I'll use on the grill just for that. So it's kind of the same thing, but I I wouldn't have a separate grill. Like the grill's fine. Okay. Well, I'm just... They have a separate pan. How about did that? I interrupt the answer to that question, by the way? Did we get all that in? Did we get all, I want Frank to be happy. It doesn't matter. We got like 15 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to send Frank a bottle of our award-winning Smoke on Wheels because we've got coming up next barbecue butcher Dave Bosca. Uh, he's been on the Discovery Channel, and you can check him out at butcherbbq.com on Barbecue Radio Network. love food and when you love food you love finding new flavors to explore new techniques to try and seeing the look of your friends and family's faces when they bite into it old hickory pit smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard old hickory pit smokers are made in the usa visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667 Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Groneman, and we've got returning guests, Barbecue Butcher David Bosca. He's the winner of hundreds of competitions and the world champion Barbecue Pitmaster of 2012 and 2018 and is seen on the Barbecue Pitmasters Champion on Discovery Channel. And, and we're going to mention this a lot because you got to go to this website. This is going to help you become a better backyard barbecuer. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. David Bosca, welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? 
Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing good. Thanks for inviting us back. Well, we're happy to have you and talk about your wonderful <laughs> products. I understand it's a little chilly in Oklahoma, too. Oh, yeah. Not only chilly, it's cold. <laughs> What's it, like 50 degrees? <laughs> no, no, man. It started out about 28, and it's dropping right now. <laughs> Did you guys get that snow last week on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday? Thursday. Yeah. Last Thursday, yeah, we, we got it. Well, you got it yeah. Thursday. I was in Ark City last week, so I was down south. I got the same stuff he probably got. Did you really? We got like seven or eight inches around here, which is a lot for us. And and It skated us by about 45 miles, maybe 50. Oh, and wow. Everything stayed up north, um, closer to like what you were saying, Wichita, Ark City, all that up there. Yeah. But at my house, we just, we didn't even get a... Uh, uh, a dusting so i was quite happy i'm always cheering yeah. for the snow to stay up in iowa and nebraska and dakotas like sorry guys but you signed up for cold weather i did but hey so <laughs> so david you are now are you still a butcher or did you start out as a butcher i know that are you still a butcher i closed my meat shop down probably six years ago okay yes okay but when you when you started out and and you were you were Cutting meat, of course, you know, there's different kinds of things, but talk a little bit about some of the cuts that you would suggest for people when it comes strictly for barbecuing. Well, it's according if you'll be saying barbecuing like low and slow, or you're going to say barbecue like grilling, you know, everybody's got different aspects of what they would call it. Um, I myself, I'm a ribeye person. I mm-hmm. absolutely love ribeyes. Um, there's not much sense in cooking a tri-tip when there's a ribeye just, you know, <laughs> just right down the calf from it. So that's why I love it. Okay, it. let's talk a little bit about uh, the – I just had a ribeye myself. I made it at home the other day, and it, it is I, – I, I'm kind of late to the game on ribeye. But talk a little bit about cuts of ribeye because maybe some people were like me and they haven't discovered them yet, and they're just – they're a little pricey, but, man, they are so good. Talk a little bit about ribeyes and how you prepare them to, to get the best for your money out of them. Well, the, the the great thing about a ribeye is it just takes a little bit to enhance what's there mm-hmm. because to me, a ribeye has enough fat in it, enough marbling, and it's tender enough to where you don't have to do a lot of crazy magic stuff to it. <laughs> it should be pretty naturally tender, yeah. okay? It's got enough um, intermuscular uh, marbling slash fat, which is grease, which is moisture, and it's got enough around the outside that will keep it from charring if you get it too close to the heat. And that's the great thing about it. And on a on a calf and everything, um, on the loin, the smaller end is where it connects to the top of the T-bone. A lot of people love T-bones, but I myself like the part that goes to the forequarter, which is the front of the calf. Well, and we are... Loin- as we're Go talking ahead. with Dave Bosca here, and we're talking about ribeyes, um, I was going to ask you, aging, do you think you need to age that thing, and is dry aging important in a ribeye, or? Well, you- um, I, I love it, the aging of the beef itself, yes, because it intensifies the flavor of the meat. If it's wet aging, if you're buying a cryovac like it's in a lot of box stores, or if you're buying hanging meat, um, because if you're buying hanging meat, if you're going to buy half a cow from some farmer or something, generally within 
36 hours, um, that calf is done bleeding all it's going to bleed. There's nothing else going to come out on the ground, okay, on the floor. So now all it's doing is it's going through decomposition. That's that's ultimately what aging of the meat is. As it goes through decomp, it starts releasing the carbon dioxide that was trapped in the muscles at the time that it was killed. And by doing that, it leaves pockets in the muscle fibers, which as it starts dissipating that carbon, that's what allows, like I said, the pockets. And then that allows the tenderness spots because it loosens up. But it takes time to do that. Six, seven, eight, ten days is a minimum. And then anything over that, it gets even that much better. That's why aging meat is normally 14, 16, 21, 30 40 days, the longer it goes, the more it'll happen, um, the more things happen in it. And that I love. Uh, and it's an art in running a walk-in cooler that you can get well-aged meat without bacterial growth and cause, um, pardon me, and, and, and cause bacterial growth on the outside, which will start the spoilage. Yeah. So there's a fine line you got to run. And it's there's an art in running a cooler properly. Well, well, David, let me ask you this because um, your products uh, at butcherbbq.com. So you get the ribeye, you get it aged. What of your products rubs whatever it is you suggest to make it a better ribeye? What do you suggest from your website? Oh my gosh, uh, two two things in my opinion. I absolutely love our rub called the Grilling Addiction. Mm. It's got two kinds of salt in it. It's got uh, ground black pepper. It's got ground lemon zest, blackened lemon zest. It's got some natural proteins, and it all comes out naturally on the meat. When you taste, oh, and garlic. Oh my gosh, and it's got some garlic in it. What are the I, two salts do? What's what are the two different salts, and how do that? How does that impact? Okay, it's got a fine ground salt and a flake salt. The fine ground salt, as the as it pulls moisture from the meat to melt it, it. it it allows the osmosis process, and it pulls that saline, salty flavor into the meat, but then it's got flake salt, and that remains on the surface. So when you take a bite with um, this rub on it, you get that salty bite immediately because it's on the surface, but then that fine ground salt is working on the inside, and that's what allows the natural flavors of the meat to just explode. So, David, we got about a minute and a half left. So, we've used your wonderful uh, rub to, to get this thing ready to grill. Talk quickly about what you like to do as far as grilling the ribeye. Well, I, I appreciate the time to do this. I'm going to take a minute and 30 seconds to talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you apply the rub, let it set. The longer you let it set, the more it's going to absorb. and It's just going to come alive, is basically. Mm. So, And I like taking the ribeye. I like setting it at room temperature. I like it to come up. I like live fire grilling. I like lump charcoal, briquettes. I'm not picky on that, but I like the flavor of that fat dripping right down on that. The, the grease dripping right down on that fire, the way it, it comes right back up. There's just something about that flavor that, that is just great. Um, I flip it a couple times, but you know, I'm a medium rare person, medium person back and forth on that, but just live fire grilling is it. I love smoked ribeyes, but when I, I'm going to do that, I prefer a prime rib. I'm just going to go that route mm -hmm. versus a, a ribeye steak. You can 
we've got another product called barbecue mud. It's a marinade. It's a condiment. It can be used um, on vegetables, uh, the ribeyes itself. David, I'm going to interrupt you. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with David Bosca. And be sure to check out David's website, butcherbbq.com. And we'll be right back with David Bosca right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue Radio Network with Dave Caius and Andy Groneman. We'll be back right after this. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kais, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster, Annie Groneman. And we're still talking with Barbecue Butcher. I guess retired butcher would be his name. But David Bosca, uh, you need to check out his website. This is going to make you a better backyard barbecuer. ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. He's been seen on Barbecue Pitmasters Champion on Discovery Channel. And on that website, you'll see injections, rubs, sauces, and oils, supplies, recipes, just all kinds of stuff. Andy, you, you had a thought. Yeah. So, so I'm ready to like jump right back in because Dave, it's, he is such a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> and, and having known him, having oh, known for you for, a while now, I there's not anything that I know that you can't tell me something I don't know about it. So to go back, you were start when we went to break, you were talking about the barbecue mud. So go ahead and like I want to hear a little bit more about the best way to use that, but then I we're gonna talk some more about this ribeye and what we're doing to it. All right. Well, barbecue mud, first off, when you get it, it's 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 black. I mean, you look at it and go, I don't think so. Hmm. But it's not thin like a traditional Worcester. It's actually thick. And the reason so is is anything that's consistent and thick like that, it lays on your palate longer and it actually you absorb different flavors throughout the process of tasting. And that is the purpose. It's got a sweetness. It's got the the what would you call it? The the richness i mean it, it's just really hard to describe it gives you that mouth feel it helps create that mouth feel um yes that's a great one it allows that when you're eating a piece of meat or a vegetable it allows that crunch it allow the as you're chewing the meat it circulate. Uh, that's a bad word circulates in your mouth it, <laughs> it mixes in and it allows your taste buds to accept other flavors along with it. So if you've got black pepper or like garlic, it just brings out those flavors along with a backness because not everybody tastes the same thing every time. Yeah. Um, some people pick up sweet better. Some pick up heat better. Some people pick up the, the unami flavors better. And this one, that's what this allows. And we found that being thick is the best way to do it. And that's that's what it is. It's just a very rich, thick yeah. product. And you can use it either as a marinade or a condiment. So it, 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 we're not picky. We're not picky at all. <laughs> and 
kind of along those lines and and you know we're we're always trying to help our listeners pick up new ways to kind of get that flavor that they're looking for like you mentioned when we were talking about the rub grilling addiction your new barbecue grilling addiction um it's a salt pepper garlic rub as a base but you've added lemon to that what and and so i know what that does but can you explain uh to folks what that addition of that lemon zest does to that rub well way i use it and or what i get out of it is probably different than what you do okay but what lemon zest does for me eating is it's a it's a low tone i don't pick it up a lot but it actually the citrus flavors in it okay it's i'm not gonna say sour but what it does it brings out the other flavors okay brightens everything else up it it situates yeah exactly that's that's what it does it's it it, uh i'm trying to think of a great way it's like biting into something and you get a little spurt a little burst of a flavor but you don't know what it is and then everything else in your mouth comes alive because of that It, it allows your salivation your 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 glands to come alive and that just to let you absorb all the flavors you already got in your mouth yeah that the for me and and i've played with some of the the zest from different citrus but lemon really just it wakes up all the flavors and so it's it is a great way to do that and so when i saw that in the rub i thought well we got to talk about that real quick too just because to to me that's a, a lot of times a game changer so we were talking, you mentioned, um, you mentioned wet aging when we first started talking about the ribeyes. And again, we're talking with Dave Bosca here from Butcher Barbecue. And we're, when we're talking about ways to make that meat better and, you know, aging, like you said, creates those tenderness pockets and helps drive some of that. If, if somebody's buying a whole roast or, or buying a, a piece of meat that they can age, talk a little bit about what what our listener at home can do to age that product. I mean, it's not hanging like it would be uh, in the back of the shop and it's it, we're not on the, you know, the floor at, at the processor still. So what can uh, uh, Joe consumer do to, to age that product and get that additional love that you were talking about earlier? All right. Well, let's go with the, what we call a primal, which is the whole cut of a ribeye before it's cut into steaks. Yep. Um, really going to break it down elementary, and that's called a primal. Okay. And it's a one or two inch lip on is what you're going to find in the big box stores. You can buy a ribeye roast, but generally that's already been cut and it's been opened up to air. And so, so the contamination factor steps up and it triples you can't age a cut piece of meat near as long as you can one in a primal um if it's still in the vacuum pack the vacuum hasn't been busted it will go in good refrigerated temperatures not in your household refrigerator that you open up 32 times a day (laughs) To get the ketchup out of the kids are going to throw the two legs in there. Yeah, and sub forty, right? We're keeping it well below forty degrees. It's got to stay. And he's getting his beers out. That's always a problem too. Well, like I said, thirty times a day. (laughs) (laughs) 
if you can keep it as close to 35, the better off you are. But what it, what you can do is if you can buy one boneless, if you can get the date off of the box, that's the best thing. It's called a, the, the, the pack date. If you can get that, a boneless piece of meat should last between 30 and 40 days. The longer you go, you're just going to have to experiment with your own um, temperature, your refrigerator, how you transported it. If, if you bought it at the store, put it in the back of your vehicle, and it's 85 degrees outside, the sun's bleeding blaring through the window, it's getting sweaty because it's warming, it's not going to last 40 days. If you buy it tomorrow when it's 28 degrees and you go directly home and it's been 10 minutes, it's going to last that long. So conditions are the biggest factor according to that. You don't want to cut it open and run yourself out of the house because the the smell is so large, it's gotten bad and you never do it. So if you're if, – if, the everyday backyard cook can buy a whole primal. That's the easiest and the best way to do it. If you can't and you're buying just a regular steak cut in a package ready yep. to go, you can put your seasonings on it, say, before you go to work. That evening when you come in, that stuff has melted in. Leave it in your refrigerator. Don't let it come to room temperature while you're gone at work. But leave it in the <laughs> fridge. Yeah. yeah. Leave it in your fridge. When you come home, it's ready to go. And you all don't you have, have to worry about over-salting or anything with that. It'll, the meat will take that all right. That's right. And, and it's, like I said, it's an osmosis. The salt will actually melt. You got to remember, everything we put on the outside of this steak, uh, any rubs you buy, it's dehydrated. It's usually dehydrated salt. Well, all salt's dehydrated, but celery, there's garlic, um, some. So the, the different peppers, they all dehydrate. They got to rehydrate to have any real flavor and the oils and the essence oils in them to be soaked into that meat. So I personally like to put a little bit of water or the mud on the outside of the, the meat, put my rub on it. That starts the, the melting process. And then as the pores open up on the meat, it's, it drives it straight into the middle of it. it that's, that's the beautiful thing about it. Well, David, uh, we've so much enjoyed having you as a guest. There's so many more topics. Uh, we're going to have you back. Uh, check out David Bosca's website, ButcherBBQ.com. They've got injections. They've got rubs. They've got sauces and oils and supplies. Everything you need to be a better bar- backyard barbecue. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Thanks again, David. We're going to be right back talking with Andy about barbecuing on a budget. Something that I need to learn about real quick on Barbecue Radio Network. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back. One day he called me out of the blue. And it's comforting to know that I always encountered him to have my back. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence. Your words. Your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net.
Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits wood-burning barbecue pits. They've got commercial and now residential for you backyard barbecuers at oldhickorypits.com. Also, a shout-out going to Hawaii. Where we all want to be right now. After talking with David last segment and how cold it is in Oklahoma, of all places, it's cold here in the Midwest. And there is a restaurant in Hawaii called Way Way Barbecue and Noodle House on 210. I'm going to hope I'm saying this right. Imi Kala Street? Yes. Anybody? Okay. Imi Kala means. Oh, never mind. <laughs> No, that's, no, that's something else. But, okay, now you're going to be on a tangent. So on Facebook, I'm, I'm, I get these feeds for Elvis all the time. I love Elvis. Focus, Dave. Focus. And they keep showing Elvis in Hawaii, which is one of the greatest concerts ever. So anyway, yes. ADD. That's right. He's that old. That's my ADD kicking in. And anyway, th- that restaurant, the Way Way Barbecue and Noodle House, is in Walakulu. Help me out there, Andy. Hawaii. Uh, Walakulu. Oh, Tebow's just gonna he's just gonna look at me and watch me drown. Walukulu. Anyway, we you can hear us there on It's Waluku. 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 Thank you, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yes. Thanks, T Bone, for helping me. Which island is that on? He's just watching. It's like it's one of those islands in Hawaii. I've never (laughs) Oahu. Farthest west I've been is Los Angeles. Give me a break. I I miss Hawaii. I've got a friend that I worked with at uh my previous employer for a long time, amazing engineer, amazing person. And he had a house in Hawaii and he had a house in California and they have moved to the, to the Hawaii home. And so I've got a standing invitation. I just need to go. So the person whose name I did not just say on the radio, because I don't want to have everybody saying, Hey, wait, where's my invitation? Can you pick a friend to take with you? (laughs) Can can we can we like feature some Hawaiian Q one of these shows? I I don't know who to talk to in Kansas City. So if anybody's listening in Hawaii, Andy, how, do you how much you know about Hawaiian barbecue? You know, I've done a little bit of. I mean, I've I ate it when we were there, and mm-hmm. I've seen you know the whole Kalua pig and and seen the process. Right. I haven't done a Kalua pig. Maybe we should do that. We should jackhammer uh, out in front here. <laughs> and do a Kahlua pig at, at the radio complex here in, in front of and the radio. And literally complex. have everybody on the cul-de-sac show up. Yeah. I think it'd be the I think it'd be they a will. Deal. They will as soon as they start smelling it. Anyway, you can hear us on News Talk Sports K-A-O-I, eleven ten AM over there in Wallaku, Hawaii. Maybe. That's, it's definitely Hawaii. That part I know. But thank you for being a part of Barbecue Radio Network. We do, of course, appreciate it. Okay, if I get a call <laughs> well, no, this, no. this well, week and they cancel the show, we'll know why. Tell them, tell them we will do, I will do whatever they want not to have them cancel our show on their station. Which, by the way, if you're in Hawaii, 1110 a.m., please check us out. Um, Andy Grodman, of course, he is the New York State Empire Cup champion in seven events throughout the state of New York. Or in New York, I should say. And Andy, what do we got this week for a barbecue product spotlight? All right. So product spotlight this week, you know, and we were just talking with David over at Butcher's Barbecue. And so if you go to butcherbarbecue.com, they have a new product out called the Montreal Style Injection. Mm. And, you know, we talked a little bit about injections last week. We did. Our topic this week is barbecuing on a budget. Right. And so injections play into that too. So my, my, you know, my product choice for this week is the new Montreal style injection from Butcher Barbecue. 
So, so in using an injection in a tougher cut of meat, yeah, you're so going to make it a better meat, right? You're going to make it a, a a better meat. You'll you can take if even if it's not a tougher cut, maybe it's just a drier cut. Maybe okay. you've got uh, some boneless, skinless chicken breasts or something like that. You can inject those or even just marinate those, and it's going to increase that moisture content by at least twenty percent. So you're going to get that nice uptake, and you'll have a really moist juicy piece of meat and you've got more mass there so you're going to be able to like leverage that whole piece of meat not just you know less of it so you, you let's say you, you, the family or guests over and and you're you know you do the injection on a meat that might be a little tougher might be less expensive because you're on a budget yep but the the people eating it are going oh this is really good exactly yeah so you kind of you kind of fool them with that so and Andy, Andy, tips, but Scott's got, what 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 uh, distinguishes a Montreal injector as opposed to say like the infamous walla walla injector or a toronto yeah, injector yeah i was gonna say it's it's, it's all in the dialect um no it's just that flavor profile right like if, if you think about a montreal steak seasoning and the flavor you get from that like it's 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 different than just you know a salt pepper garlic so it's going to be that type of a flavor profile ah. uh, very savory i guess the word is probably savory um, so you're going to get that savory flavor in the injection. Well, okay. So, and, but, and when we're talking about barbecuing on a budget, um, I, I, you know, a few weeks ago we had the Super Bowl and people were having people over and they were like, well, I'm kind of on a budget. And so they, they were saying, well, maybe kind of get them to fill up on vegetables and, and fruit because it's cheaper than the meat right now. Is well, that so, and so here's you recommend? the thing with meat. So let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So if I'm out shopping for whatever meal it is, mm-hmm. I'm going to start, you know, especially if I'm trying to pinch those pennies, I'm going to walk over to the meat case and I'm going to look for the manager's, you know, that yellow label manager special. <laughs> and so, and you heard Dave talk about, David talk about this with beef. The, the thing is, is that age on it does not hurt it. It helps it. Right. The grocery store has to sell it by a certain date, but the meat is not bad. So I'll look for that label and take that home and cook it. And I'll save the $2 a pound on whatever it is, whether it's a piece of chicken, pork, you know, a, a steak or a whole roast. I'll look for those sale items where I can get that benefit of the lower price because it's got to hit that sale date. And so that's usually the first thing I'll do. I'll walk past the meat case and look for any spots where there's those yellow labels. And then I'll build my meal based on that. So if I see a bunch of pork chops that are on clearance, I'm going (laughs) to grab those and I'm going to figure out a, a, a dish to build around those pork chops. So I'm usually looking for that first. And then once, you know, again, if it's a cheaper cut of meat, like let's say I'm going with some kind of a flank or something Mm -hmm. instead of a ribeye, I can inject, I can marinate, I can do things to create flavor and tenderness in that, that will get me more than my bang for my buck out of it. Okay. And and speaking of uh, steak, let's say uh, you're me and you're on a budget and you're, but you're just craving a steak. You haven't had a steak for a while. And I'm, and I'm looking at all, all the, all the ones at the butcher and they're all like really overpriced, but I, I'm like, darn it. I'm just going to get a cheaper cut of meat and, and see what I can do to make it good. Now I see these products at, at the, at the barbecue stores, the tenderizers. Sure. Do, do those help? They can help. And you first, so first pick a steak out of a secondary cut, uh, something like a sirloin okay. or a baseball steak. Is you might see it called sometimes. There's a, a kind of a newer Vegas strip 
or a Denver steak. Um, those are all secondary cuts like that. Vegas uh, strip is is off of the chuck. And so it's going to have some nice marbling in it uh, and flavor. You're just going to cook them a little differently, right? So you're going to cook that steak off and the tenderizer that you're going to use. And again, if you're using one of the injections, it might even have some tenderizer in it. Okay. But if your rub or your injection has tenderizer in it, it's going to help create that by breaking down that protein as you go. Now, when you do an injection, do you inject it before you put it on the grill or smoker, or do you do it while it's doing When's the before. best time? To, before. You're going to do that ahead so that that injection has time to work its way through the meat. There's actually a great, especially for chicken, there is a great video on uh, the Butcher Barbecue website of how to inject chicken thighs okay. to get the most out of them. And you actually you pull that injector all the way out so that you get that even distribution as you're injecting into the meat. So there's there is you uh, definitely a, a process to it, and you want to do that ahead again so that that uh, moisture has time to work its way through the meat and give you that flavor that you want. So once too. you've injected it, about how long, 30 minutes, hour, how long do you think you should wait before you start uh, Yeah, I'll typically or... give it 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. And does, does I've also, you know, we've talked about letting, say, a steak get to room temperature before you put it on the grill. Does that help with the tenderness at all, or does that just help in grilling Tenderness it? and temperature. Um, the biggest thing is temperature. If you're going to just hot grill that steak, you want the protein to be as warm as possible. Well, not as warm as possible, but you want it to be up to room temp. So that as you're grilling it, it's cooking more evenly. If you start with a really okay. cold piece of meat and throw it on a hot grill, that's when you get that gray edge and the <laughs> over pink center instead right. of just that gorgeous pink all the way through. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Andy. Also, we want to thank our guests earlier. We had ButcherBBQ.com, our main man, David Bosca, on the show once again, and we'll have him back. Don't forget, our February barbecue sauce of the month is Smoke on Wheels. Next week, barbecue legend, Chef Myron Mixon, and the week after, author Stephen Reichlin, who you have seen on PBS, so join us for that, and we'll be back next week right Right here on Barbecue Radio Network. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667.